body. You know, America's all about hot, badass, nasty speed. I mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Behind the Mask. I'm Ryan Rodosevich, joined alongside by Jacob Stinson and Cameron McLaren. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Stressed, man. Finals week, it gets you, I'll tell you that. But, uh, I mean, happy to take a little bit of a break, talk some hockey for now. But Yeah, for now. Getting right back to it after. Yeah, I've been up since 6 a.m. I had a 7.45 exam, and I never thought I would be taking a final exam before the sun, like, rose. I was like, this is this is terrible. But that I had to do an essay today. Still not done with it, but it's due by Friday. I only have a little tiny conclusion to do, and I am done. The, the thing is 11 pages right now, and I'm cool. just, I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, and hey. Just a couple more days, gentlemen, and we're home free. That's that's you got to look at the light of at the end of the tunnel, and then we'll we'll be there soon. Dude, so I can't Dude, wait you... to go home. My I got in my car to come here, and all of a sudden I look at my dashboard because it's like you know it's one of those screens. It's the new Jeeps, so it has like the touchscreen display, uh, all that fun fancy. stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a twenty. It's a leftover twenty seventeen. It's fine. It looks nice. But um, long story short. I get in and it's like 16 hour drive back home, like to this place in Texas. I'm like, oh. and you have to drive. No, I'm actually not driving. Thank oh, okay. God I'm like... flying. But it's like, even my, my phone is telling me it wants to go home. That's funny. So before we get into our normal chit chat, we got to talk about something that went down last Friday. Impact radio station took on the state news. And if you guys are aware with the news stations, we are huge rivals. We hate each other to the back. No, we're pretty friendly, but we played a game of brew ball, which is like hockey, but you're on your shoes and you kind of just have a weird stick instead of a stick. It's a, it's it, not even it's a broom. shaped like a broom. It's, it's yeah. shaped like a tiny broom. We played that game. We had a great time. Impact pulled the win, of course. And uh, yeah, that was just, that was just a fun day. Still currently undefeated against Snooze in my time here, so. And we've outscored them what twenty-one to one. Yeah, twenty-one to one in the last two games. Yeah. Do we do we want to do we want to run through this chat? I mean, the hey, stat sheet. You Cam, <laughs> Cam won MVP. Cam, you, Cam you did pick up the MVP trophy in that game. To. Yes, sir. And the game-winning goal because there was only one goal scored, or there was only they didn't score. The first goal was the first goal was beautiful backhand shot that went Ooh. low low pad goalie had no chance even though goalies didn't have, didn't any, have pads. any pads <laughs> it was just one of those ice scrapers that just uh. snuck through it was great um second one i think matt merrifield got the second one whoever it was because i know it was uh it was uh one of the zach Sulwicks. yeah so yeah so i got that one Sulwick got second i got okay, third you got fourth zach sardanic you Both. scored one yeah i scored one Okay, so all the hawk. Yeah. I thought it was Matt that scored the second because no, I grabbed him on, down. Man, to, I, I, I grabbed him down to do the uh, the bobsled celebration. Oh, that was me who scored that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I lifted it and then boom. Okay, well, we won. We did decent. You know, hockey boys holding down the fort on the ice on months. You guys no, both. Dies. I think you guys both scored. Cam got two. Ryan got one. I picked up a shutout in net. Um, oh. Same here. We did the, combi- the you didn't combined. The combined shutout. I didn't get any saves. You didn't though. have any saves. I did. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it's cause like I was I was so good at telling the defense how to play it. It was great. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm like just... anybody knew how to actually play defense. You hey, were just I lucky told that somebody stood During the stood game, back anytime there. someone for for context, people listening, anytime Cam or anytime someone got the puck in her own zone, Cam would just immediately yell from the bench, boards, 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 over and over again. Or walk. As if anybody Nobody on the ice walking. <laughs> knew what that meant. I was trying to basically tell him, like, okay, hey, somebody's closing down on you, wrap it up the boards, mm. or it was walk with it, like, hey, you've got time. But, you but know, no, it was... That was too hectic. There only the so sports people knew what I was talking I was going to say, most people on the, on the impact team would not exactly know what you're talking about. I will say this, the celebrations were top tier. Uh, you had to be there. We oh, had some, beautiful. We had and some that sellies. does it for our recap of That's, the 2021 yeah. state uh, news versus impact Bro- broom ball championship. And there we go. It was a championship. And hey, the trophies are in front of us too. But hey, we'll continue. We got to jump into some Big Ten action, to, some games to note that went down last week. Michigan did split against Ohio State. Uh, Penn State and Wisconsin split. Of course, Notre Dame and MSU split. Wow, that's just three splits. And then Minnesota had a bye week, so they did not play any games. So right now, Michigan sits at number one in the Big Ten, number three in the country. And uh, Notre Dame, they were number eighth in the country. They moved down to 10th as they are in the fourth seed in the Big Ten. Minnesota second in the Big Ten with 19 points. Ohio State in third, followed by aforementioned Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Shortly, very shortly, one point behind Notre Dame is Michigan State's in there with 15 points. Below them is Wisconsin with nine and Penn State in last place with eight. Who we? Good thing to note, though, Michigan State is now receiving the second most votes in the country. So, I mean, maybe after the GLI, I don't really know how much they take those games to effect, but Western Michigan's going to be there. Western Michigan is a number four seed. So, hey, you win a game or two there, Michigan State could be looking at being ranked. That's that's some, that's what's up right there. Asterisk on that. You said uh, you said they had the second most votes. I need to add yes. second most votes out of, out of the unranked teams. Yes. Receiving votes, yeah, 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 yes, so yeah, and even better is the fact that the team that's in front of them is Northern Michigan, so there's two, yeah, already in the poll is Michigan, there's three, there's Western, boom, is Michigan the new state of hockey? Mm-hmm. Hot take, the people may be talking, might it's getting up be there. I'm telling talking. you, talking, the people are talking, and again, they don't have the number one spot that still goes to Minnesota, yep, so that's true. Mm-hmm. So we got some games to recap. Michigan State traveled to South Bend last weekend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Game one, Charleston got the nod. MSU goes out and scores two goals in the first two minutes of the game. Wow, you blink and you missed it. That was fast. Tanner Kelly gets his first in an MSU sweater, so congratulations, Mr. Kelly. He's not married. I just say that for some odd reason. Susanna picks up his fifth goal of the season, leading all D with 10 points. So look at you, Susanna. Keep going. Rack up those points. After that, it seemed like MSU went into a little bit of cruise control. They had power play opportunities. They had a five on three in the first as well. And they just let Notre Dame get back into it. Their home ice advantage. They got two in the second. They eventually got the third to take the lead in the last period. And uh, the Spartans were outshot nine to 20 in those remaining two periods. Notre Dame goes on to win three, two overall shots were 28 to 24 in favor of the Irish MSU was zero for three on the penalty or the power play, while Notre Dame was one for five. So my question to you guys is: If you get a two-goal lead this early into the game, can you take the foot off the pedal and play more prevent, or do you need to go for that third, or do you do like a little mix of both? Like, you know, go right ahead. No, prevent defenses for football and football only. Uh, in hockey, 
you can't really do that um, in that same way. You have to keep putting the foot on the on the gas all the way until the final until the final whistle, unless you're up by like five. I think that was that was the magic number my coach would always tell me is like, you can take your foot off the gas when you reach five goals, but no, especially yeah, when you're only a, a two goal lead, even if it's early, you have to keep going when you you can't you know try and slow up a little bit because and then let them try and potentially gain a rhythm or anything like that. Um, and then, cause when you do, you let things like this game here against Notre Dame happen. And that's where, yeah, you run into trouble and then team gets the momentum and boom, next thing you know, you're down three, two. I mean, two goal leads and it just, it just, it's the most dangerous lead in hockey. So we're going to throw that cliche in now. I think I'm up to like five hockey cliches so far this semester. So that's a good number to add on. Hopefully. Number, yeah. Um, but it just seems like it it all comes down to you you get opportunities to extend the lead to three and you don't want to sit back that you know you talk about the five on you have a five on three and you're only able to get one shot off i believe if i'm looking at everything correctly yeah it was not a smooth five on three to say the least i mean it's i just i sometimes i actually wait no is it? No. I, I I can't understand this thing right now. I'm trying to figure this out on, <laughs> on the, the on the stat sheet. But to me, it, I mean, Notre Dame gets into it because of a slew foot game misconduct to none other than Christian Krieger. Um, and Notre Dame ties the game after that. You know, you get it to a one shot hockey game in early on in the second and or halfway through the second, and then you get the you get the the five-minute score at will uh, power play, so they do that, and they end up getting the third goal to take the take the eventual win halfway through the third period. It's just you can't sit back on your feet, and you just can't start, you know, trying to hold water. Um, you can't dig yourself in a hole, into a hole, especially, and then take penalties against a team that's very good on the power play. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, and then twenty-eight to twenty-four, keeping Notre Dame low in the shot total was mo- like pretty monumental to to try and at least get that victory and then you know you go from there you have missed opportunities and that's where you just leave it at that yeah i'm pretty sure i'm wrong with this but it seems like that was the first time the spartans held a team to under 30 shots in ages i'm i'm assuming against miami or air force they did it earlier in the season but it's been a while since it's been under 30 but uh any any other points you guys want to take away from this game anything else you want to say about it not really. Just kind of keep hammering on that point. You can't take your foot off the gas like they did. Uh, when you when you play, you have to play to win. You can't play to not lose. Is kind of the cliche mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah, that's that's always that, the that's, that's always the thing. And that's what they were doing. Uh, and that just proves to you that you can't do that. And you get bitten when that happens. And that's what happened this weekend. So game two, Deritter takes the net. Uh, it was a very back and forth game. Uh, Notre Dame had a lot. A lot of high-caliber chances, but DeRitter comes up huge. Zero goals were let in through three periods, so we head into an overtime where you could have probably guessed who scored. The man who's been putting up points pretty much every single game, Lewandowski, ends at 33 seconds into overtime. He picked his spot, waited for the defender to screen the goalie a little bit, and just absolutely ripped it. Wicked wrister past the goalie. OT winner for Michigan State there. DeRitter... Makes a 30-save shutout. This is his second shutout of the season, making him the Big Ten's first star of the week. So congratulations, Drew DeRitter. This is now his second time he's got a Big Ten honors, so there you go. 
Um, his last time was when Michigan State went against UMass Lowell and they tied it 2-2. I think he made like 37 out of 39 and it was just, it was pretty much the reason why they tied it was because of DeRitter. So congratulations, DeRitter. There you go. Um, MSU outshot 30 to 24. Once again, MSU only putting up 24 shots, so not the best there. Lewandowski now has 18 points and 13 games played, and both teams went 0 and 2 on the power play. MSU moves to 10, 7 1 overall, 5 and 5 in Big Ten play. And what what you guys see in that second game? Not much, but it was a win, so hey, let's talk about it. A couple of fun facts for you mentioning both Lewandowski and DeRitter. So game one was actually the first game this entire season, and still the only game this whole season, that Mitchell Lewandowski did not have any points at all. Dang. Held completely off the score sheet. Well, uh, in games that he's played. Yes. Yeah, in the games that he's played. He did so, miss five. I mean. He missed five, yeah. yes. And that was when they went on like a pretty yeah, bad, I think it was it one was and four streak, streak yeah. basically. Um, so shows you the impact that he's had on the team. But we've talked about that before. But uh, fun fact also about DeRitter, uh, even in the shutout, also picked up an assist on that Lewandowski overtime goal. Um, him and Dennis Asana both did. So now I think DeRitter gets his first points of the season uh, in that regard. So always going to get the goalie involved in the offense. Um, but yeah, it's just great individual performances uh, from Drew DeRitter mainly, but rest of the team as well. Um, I mean, it, hey, you hold the team to zero goals uh, in 60 minutes. That's going to be a solid defense. There. I was going to say, if you can shut out the team that is ranked number eight in the country, in a key conference game that can be all the all the momentum booster in the world for your team going forward. So I'm really curious to see how, you know, the goalie situation unravels. Yeah, sadly. Out. Sadly they take the momentum right into the break too, but it is what it is, I guess. I mean, it's exactly what, you know, I've kind of been talking about all season is, you know, you're almost playing with house money if you can get splits on the road. Now mind you, they do drop the one point for getting the win. In overtime, but at the same time, it's, you know, you take a look at how they got there. It was the Drew DeRitter show. I mean, there were so many opportunities that Notre Dame had to just, you know, almost score at will. It just seemed like with the grade A opportunities that they had, which not to mention, like Michigan State also had decent opportunities to score as well. It's just, you know, the lack of execution showed those two teams love to play each other close. Both games were one goal games and it's, you know. Michigan State, you score 33 seconds in overtime. It's because you get that initial possession. You're able to go through the neutral zone untouched. And Notre Dame dropped back. They let Lewandowski take, carry the puck in and just fire that shot. It's almost the same thing that happened against Ferris when he scored, where it just seemed like they the defense dropped off, mm -hmm. and he had a little bit of a lane, and he could just fire it. Now, mind you, against Ferris, it was a little bit farther out. He, I mean, he was able to snipe it, drop that center. Yeah, and it was just okay. You you take you take the goal, you get you get the win, you come home with two points out of a possible six against the number eight team in the nation. And mind you, you shut them out as well. That's that's cause for a really good road trip, especially when you know that you know you could beat said team the night before. If, you know, you just bury a few more pucks, you you take advantage of the the more opportunities that you have. So to be able to do that, Michigan State has been playing their best hockey going into the month of December. You know, you talk to every college football coach, they want to be playing their best football going into the final month. Well, Michigan State started out well. They had a little bit of a lull against Lowell. 
and a few other teams past that. Hey, um, Lowell's a good team, though. And Lowell is a very good team right now. But, you know, you get back and you, you start playing better. You start figuring out your strengths and weaknesses. And then you take a look at the past, you know, past couple of games. You beat Wisconsin both games. You drop one to Penn State in a game that you could have easily not. Okay. Mm. In a game that you could have won. Yes. And then you win the next night out of historically hard place to play at and then you go the next weekend and you play again at a hard place to play at where you've gotten results but now you get both of those teams at home to end the season in february so that's that's the key thing was getting the momentum into the month of december and coming out with or not screwing up in the month of december yeah msu is comfortably floating it above right now just floating above the surface they're in the middle of the pack they could move up easily it's kind of hard to move down because they're at 15 points and wisconsin's right be well not right behind them but they got nine points so i mean you would like to see them win that first game when oh, you're yes. up, when you're up to nothing especially oh, yeah. very early because with those three points you jump notre dame yep and you're on par with ohio state so even then it also says what how just how like impactful would that even be then at that point to have a sweep on the road against then number eight Notre Dame? Well, that number one, you're huge. you're in the you're in the poll. Yeah, you're immediately. Right, oh, for you're twentieth. Even with the split, they're only two vote or they're only like two spots out of the poll. Yep. Yeah, I think the vote was like maybe ten votes. I think. I think was. there was only like a three votes separating yeah. them, between them and, and Northern. Northern. Yeah, those were really close. I don't know how much between them and the team twentieth place. I'd have to look at the polls again. I looked at them today, and I oh, still it's don't about remember. it's never mind. It's still about like. Th- it's 40, 40 exactly. 40? Okay, then maybe you're not in the poll. BC has 68 votes. MSU currently has 28. Oh, it's BC too. Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. Well, I mean, you're 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 spitting distance away from the poll if you sweep the number eight team on the road. I mean, that's... I would imagine one of those teams would fall out, though. Yeah. It'd probably be BC. Um, But yeah, and that, and you would go into the, the finals break tied for third in the Big Ten when you're projected to finish sixth at the beginning of the year. So, yeah. You would like to have game one, but to get game two in the way that they did, solid. Trademark Dan Cole win, I'll say that. If we're just segueing right into game two right now. Um, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's the, that's the trademark, you know, Dan Cole style of hockey win. Uh, just flat one nothing, grind out, find a way to win. It's crazy to think that MSU was one goal away from sweeping and also one goal away from getting swept that weekend. That's that's Beautiful. how facing Notre Dame is. That's just how hockey Every works. Season. That's that's Big Ten hockey for you. That Big really is. that is Big Ten hockey. Yep. That that is to a T. If I bet you, if you were to say that to Dayton Cole right now, he would agree that that's Big Ten hockey. Yeah. Well, Dayton Cole is like in terms of style of play is arguably the most Big Ten hockey style of coach there is. But I will say this. They, I mean, it'd be up there. You got to talk to him a little bit more. You got to talk to him a little bit more. Then you, then you get to understand, you know, the method behind the madness. Exactly. Bum, bum, bum. Anyways, moving on to <laughs> the next action MSU has. It's not going to be for a while. The next game they play is December 29th in the Great Lakes Invitational. This year, though, it's not a tournament format like the show or like the GLI usually is. This time it's going to be a showcase. So it's just going to be four games, no winner, just, you know, everybody having fun playing hockey around the Christmas season, you know. 
you gotta be on ice during Christmas, right? During the holiday season, and they're gonna be on ice. So MSU opens up against number four Western Michigan. It's gonna be at Mun Ice Arena. Michigan is also in the tournament. They're gonna play their games at uh, at Yost, the Yost, Yost Ice Arena. So it's it's a little weird setup. And then Western Michigan and Michigan Tech they go back and forth between the two. So it's a little weird. Couldn't get Little Caesars Arena this year due to some implications, but. Whatever we're hey, we got we got some games here at the Mun so that's cool. But like I said, MSU opens up against number four Western Michigan. Western Michigan, a surprise this season. Nobody really. I, I don't think they were ranked at the beginning of the season. Nobody really saw them making this much noise. They were not. But um, they are. Yeah, they're six and four in the NCHC. Uh, they're fifteen and or sorry, thirteen and five overall, and they've won the last seven out of eight. So they're they're doing really really good right now. Uh, in their past eight games, they've scored less than four goals once. So their offense is absolutely flying. They have the sixth best goals in the nation as well as six best shots in the nation. So they're they're doing good on offense to say the least. So gentlemen, what you guys got on Western Michigan? This is a this is a very very complete team, uh, pretty much top to bottom. It's yeah, like like I like you mentioned, they've scored four plus in seven of their last eight. And uh, looking back a little bit at it too, their defense rarely allows more than thirty shots on goal in a game, so they're preventing offenses from getting good looks at their goalie. Um, but the main thing for them is, yeah, they've been pretty much outperforming any expectations they had this year. I looked, I went and looked back at it because I was curious. Um, they were projected to finish sixth out of eight teams in the NCHC this year, Ooh. and they're currently in, I think, second right now. Yeah, second after only St. Cloud. I'm right about that. Might be wrong. It's at the no. It's North Dakota. Dakota. North Dakota. Um, yeah, they actually swept St. Cloud a couple weeks ago. Yeah, in pretty yes, dominant fashion too. I was very impressed about that. Yeah, six two and four nothing. Sheesh. So they have been just on a tear this year. They went on like a little three game skid against Minnesota Duluth in Denver, but now they've picked it back up and they are firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, this is a very complete team. And they've already played Michigan twice this year. Let's and they them. they beat Michigan at Yost 5-2 to two and then lost the next night at home 2-3 to three in overtime. But this is a very offensive-minded team. I, they, they, they just look very good. Um, they could arguably, if they did beat Denver at Denver, which, you know, Mile High Cities, you know, that's how it goes in the NCHC sometimes. If they beat Denver, you're talking about maybe the number two team in the nation. Yeah. Like, it's just they've split Duluth. They've swept St. Cloud. or St. Cloud. They played St. Lawrence and St. Lawrence in non-conference. It's St. Lawrence. Once no again, offense. once again, St. Um, Lawrence non-conference. But they, they just look like a complete team. And they're making noise because that's what complete teams do. And they, they just basically shove goals down your throat whether you like it or not i mean you take a look at this they're i'm pretty sure if you, i can do quick math here they're probably averaging just over four a game like that's just i actually i can probably compare it right now because college hockey news which is not the best but it's certainly yeah, not they, the worst they have been okay 3.89 so it's a little under four yeah but there you go. I, I mean that's just astronomical yeah they got like 
I think there's two or three players in 20s already for scoring. MSU, I think, has, yeah, there's two players, what, 27 and 24 for scoring? Like, wow, that's fast. Okay. It's not even halfway through the season yet. Well, pretty much is. Their but. four leading scorers are have as many points or more than Mitchell Lewandowski's 18. Jeez. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to stop their offense, but that's not the only team that's coming to Munn. Uh, the next day, December 30th, Michigan State takes on Michigan Tech. Um, M-Tech won the GLI back in 2019. Uh, they now currently sit at 10-7, and 7-5 seven, seven in the CCHA. They have the fifth best power play at 26.5% and the 12th fewest goals allowed in the nation. And when they score under two goals, they're 0-7. and seven. So, hey, if, if MSU wants to stop them, Play that dancing Cole, Big Ten style hockey against them, and you might eke out a win. So, gentlemen, what do you guys got on M Tech? So, my thing about Tech, uh, in my research, really that I've been that I'm working on for this preview, that I'm that I'm writing for the GOI, which is where is that preview going to be? It will be on Impact 89 FM. I'm looking for that to come out a little closer to the actual uh, game day. Oh yes, but uh, it's a work in progress right now. But one of the big things I found in that I wanted to, I figured I'd share. So. Out of the goalies that are in the top 20 nationally in save percentage, Tech has played three games against them, against any of those goalies. Um, Ryan Bischel of Notre Dame and Dryden McKay twice uh, of Minnesota State. Tech only scored one goal in each of those three games and obviously lost all three. Wow. So that's now that's a stat. I don't know how you found Yeah, but that, doesn't but... Michigan State also have a goaltender that's top five in the yeah. mm. see, in save percentage? See, Bischel, mm. uh, Bischel and McKay are both ranked in like that 15 to 20 range, if I'm right. If I'm right. Michigan State just happens to have the guy that's sitting at number four right now. Yep. So I wonder what his name is. You know his name? Uh, start, rhymes with... Or number no, one, not, maybe? No, uh, uh, I'll just say it. Name's Drew DeRitter. Ah, that guy, yeah. Pretty good, right? Um, so that's my thing right there is, you know, you've got... It's all about having the goaltending tandems or having good goaltending, really. Because once you, if they run to a hot goalie or good goalie at least, it seems like Tech's offense just runs into a brick wall. So that's kind of my thing right there with that. Um, is I think that matches up very well for Michigan State with whoever they see in that, either Charleston or Duretter. Both can both have been known to steal games every now and again. So. I personally really like this matchup for Michigan State. Um, it, it'll be a good chance to, I think, let the offense shine a little bit. But, yeah, I, it, it's a, that's a really good matchup. That's all I really have to say about it. So, Charleston's probably going to get the nod against Western Michigan, then DeRitter for Michigan Tech, which that's what we've seen. Charleston I would s- getting the first nod. I would say the opposite, but I think Ooh. I'm going to... Yeah, I would honestly think the opposite. I can let Cam t- talk about it a little more. I think I think you've got something to say on this. No. Oh well, in that case, I can. Uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> you just you just said no. Nah, <laughs> he was right? looking at me like he had something to say, but no, nah, I can. I, just, I did the yeah the Uno reverse card. Yeah, I can elaborate I a little more. Then see, my thing first is you're gonna trust that first game to your more experienced senior who has the fourth best save percentage in the country, right? But the times where Charleston has played, he's played the first game of the series. Not necessarily. Not all of them, but he played, most of he them. He played the second game of the Penn State series. Yeah. Which is one of the more recent ones. So I, it really depends. I think if you have your top four goalie in the entirety of college hockey, who's a, a more experienced senior, who also 
just happened to come off of a shutout and Big Ten first star of the week. I don't see why you don't play him against Western. That that would person that would just give your team the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. And then I think de- we'll see Charleston depending on how Druider does in that second game or in that first game against Western. Um, if State wins, then I can see him getting Druider getting the second start too on back to back nights. But we just have to see. It depends. It's all dependent on that. Like game goes, I think. I mean, even then, it all depends on which goalie actually matches up in the better, like in terms of the better matchup and who has the better week of practice, if you think about it. But to me, I would still see DeRitter playing that first game. It just seems like you, you, you would go with the guy who, yes, who just came off of a shutout, who's playing out of his mind this year. Now, both of them are playing out of their minds. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're scrubbing the 7-2 Yoast game. Yoast yep. game. <laughs> yep. They are both playing out of their minds. So I, you can't go wrong with either of them. I can see both of them getting in. I see DeRitter going in against uh, Western just because of the way that that offense is. And to me, just looking at this Michigan Tech team, they love to split series. It's kind of funny. I mean, you have a 7-5 and five record, but they've only swept three teams this year. And... I, I wish I had their combined record. I do. You do. I, I have it. I have it. it. Yes. It's in my preview. Is it what, 12 and 22? Let me look for it real quick. It's in here somewhere. Because it's Wisconsin in a non-conference series that they swept, and they it's, scored five. It's got to be 12 and 22. No, it's it might be higher. Maybe no, like 14 no, so, and 22. No, they, they've, they swept three teams this year. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Ferris, and St. Thomas. And St. Thomas, yeah. Combined record of 12 wins, 45 losses in one oh. tie. Oh, Yikes! That's helped a lot by St. Thomas being one and nineteen. Yeah, we're not going to talk about St. Thomas. Um, <laughs> just yeah, I think if you take, I was actually close. If you take out St. Thomas, no, you I said close. like twelve and twenty-four, and that's yeah. not as on twelve forty-five and twelve forty-five and one is the combined record of Wisco's, Ferris, and St. Thomas. Jeez, but yeah, I mean they love to split. They play high-scoring games, and most of their losses, they don't give up a lot of goals either. So that's going to be something that yet they play tight games when they lose. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a really close matchup. It will be. I do think that this will be the telltale, you know, part of the season. Even though that it is, you know, the, we already know some of this stuff. I, I mean, like, we even know though a we lot like, it's just even I feel if like you we've think been about that. it, because we've been saying that all season. I feel yeah. like we've been saying that for like past like three what, weeks. What the GLI? No, talking about how like this. Oh, this weekend this series season. is going to tell you know exactly who Michigan State is this year. And, like, we know been, who Michigan we've been, State is. I think is. we're starting to figure that out now. But, like, we've been saying that for like the past three weeks. Yeah, you know what? We've but I'm going to keep I saying I think we said that with Penn no. State. We've said it with Notre Dame. Now we're saying with GLI. I well, remember. because if, if you take a look at it, like, oh, my God, why is this doing this? I'm trying I, to find a schedule I here. said it during the Lowell series. And Lowell. that that Lowell series said a lot. One game you got blown out 0-4, but the other game you tied 2-2. It was a good team. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this like this is who Michigan State's going to be. They're going to play close games. They're not going to be able to score much offense and hang with the big dogs, but they could play – they they can score decently. They can play down low. They can play tough, and like that's kind of what we've seen since then. Obviously, there's been pivotal series since then where they could take one direction or the other. But like I feel like we've known this team for a while now. Like there's been not many surprises. I mean, MSU's been scoring more goals than last year, so that's a big surprise. Obviously, going from season to season, there's a big surprise. But like since the fourth series or the fifth series into the season, we kind of know who this team is, I feel like. That's that's just me. That's just me. The only reason I say that is because the GLI starts 
the first stretch of four straight weekends that they play, and it includes Western and Michigan on back-to-back days. Both are ranked. Then you play Minnesota at home, ranked. Wisconsin, not ranked as of right now. And then you go back as home. Of right and, now, as of right now, implying they, they will somehow. be in by, by those three weeks. Dude, you never know with this with this Big Ten. You never I, know. I, I, I would just, know. Just, I would not put a six-win Wisconsin team ranked, even if they win every game until then. Well, I don't even know who they're playing right now. So, But barring that aside, then you also come back home and play Ohio State before you get a a, a one-weekend break. And it's just like, Brutal. okay, that's the – but you have – Six of those ga- six out of the year are eight games at home, mm-hmm. and but you but you're playing f- four ranked teams. Yeah, the opponents. Like, and are the, you start off by playing the number four team in the country. Like that's just welcome back. Hope if, hope if, you had a good break. Yeah, that that's why I'm saying because if you really want to make moves, starting, you know, the two days before the turn of the calendar year. And you really want to start making some noise in the uh, the NCAA tournament like conversation? That's where it starts. So you're saying it's just a pivotal point in the season. It's oh not yeah, like, for yeah. sure. Like if they had like a break after this, or like a one one weekend break, and they were playing like you know Wisconsin and a non conference, or Wisconsin and you know Penn State or somebody that's at the bottom, it's like okay, you're able to get you know back into the the swing of things. But no, you don't. You're playing. Three top ten te- or three top twenty ranked teams. Two of them are top ten, or I think Minnesota's what eleventh right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, they're just very good teams. And then you play Wisconsin, and then you come back home and you play Ohio State. I'm just saying it's a very, very, very pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. This, this, that stretch of the schedule will prove if MSU can hang with the big dogs this year. Are they a middle pack team, or can they actually take that step upwards in the Big Ten? So that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I was thinking you guys were saying something else, but that does make a lot of sense. And then wait till a month later whenever I'm saying, oh, the pivotal part of the season is the last four weeks where you played two straight series on the road. Yeah, we'll probably say it. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to hold myself to that. Okay, so that's it for the Great Lakes Invitational. That will be going on December 29th and 30th, so that will be a while. We just wanted to give that a preview because we will not be able to make an episode between then because, hey... We'll be, you'll be in Texas, you'll be in Missouri, I'll be in Michigan, we'll be all over the place, man. But without further ado, moving on to the best segment of Behind the Mask, the Pick'ems, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, So this this uh, week of the Pick'ems, we're going to be trying to predict the GLI. Unfortunately, there's no other games to predict, so that's what we're going to do. All the games are one games, no series, so it's going to be for one point. And then there's no tournament style, so sadly we can't pick a finals or a winner. That would have been fun, but we don't get to. So update in the standings. Right now, I am sitting in last with 17, Cam's in second with 24, and Jacob with 32. Jacob, please don't double my score. Please don't. I didn't realize I was that close. <laughs> don't do it. Just I'm do two, it. I am two do points off. Do see, it. see, I do can stop it. this from happening just by picking Jacob's picks the whole season, but that's no fun. Um, if we did, if we rewind to last week though, Jacob and I did get a point for the U of M OSU split. Dang Nobody it. got any points for Penn State Wisconsin splitting. We all thought Penn State would do the sweeping there. Uh, Cam and Jacob they did get one, one point each for the Notre Dame MSU split. 
Sadly, Jacob got another point on us for picking St. Louis over Detroit, which that game that was, was terrible to yeah, watch. That, that was a great that game that to was watch. A, oh, shut talking? up, you. <laughs> imagine, that, imagine letting a guy in his first game of the season, it, like the sixth uh, man called up from the minors, score a hat trick on you. It happens. Uh, I said in the group chat, it happens every two months where some nobody just drops a hattie on him. And it's just like. Great. Like, it was a terrible Detroit does the wings not play are that wing. way this year. He has like three more points in those games after the Detroit game too. So oh, wings wow. are gonna He's wing. actually doing something. He's doing pretty well. I've been impressed. Um but yeah, that that game was just wild to watch. It's so fun. So that is the updated standings. Um being that I'm very far and Cam's a little bit far from Jacob. We might need to bring back an old rule that we had. Right please now. not. Not right now. Please don't. We'll, please don't. We'll save it. We'll save it. Maybe when we get back. We'll please see, don't. though. But uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, into the picks. The first matchup we're looking at is MSU welcoming in the Broncos of Western Michigan. Stincy, who you got? I got to go with Western Michigan here. It's Western Michigan is an absolute wagon right now. I think it's possible that State can pull off an upset here, but... It's just it, the likelihood that they can actually do it is pretty is fairly slim. Just they're such a complete team. I don't necessarily see how they're going to be able to get good quality looks on the net, which is what I write about in my preview as like the. Not, well, I'm just saying I, they give me a look right now. Um, what good quality looks against who exactly? Brandon Busey. Okay. Um, <laughs> that that's the goalie for um for Western, but. Like my my thing about him, he has pretty like pedestrian stats is the word I use on the season. Pedestrian. Um, averages about two and a half goals a game on like a nine one something say percentage, nine nine one four, to be exact. Pretty average, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's it's not bad, but it's pretty. It's nothing fantastic, and so my thing is that's probably the weakest point of the team, and so. I would say they need they would have to try and get around the defense to get some better looks at them uh, and get some good quality scoring opportunities. I just don't know how likely that's going to be. So I'm going to go Western. Cameron, who you got? Uh, I've got Western. Buzzsaw teams call for buzzsaw measures. So, yeah. Broncos, I think. What is their Broncos, their yeah. yeah. Like, oh. what's their... their... I don't think they have. Do they have one? They had one with PJ Fleck back. They had row the boat. Yeah, they had but the row. PJ yeah. Fleck took that to Minnesota. So yeah, I actually think I almost bought a shirt whenever they played in the Cotton Bowl against Wisconsin. The row whenever they did were trying to row the did boat. Western win that? No, they lost by very close, right? Eight. Oh, hmm. I saw a really good catch in the back of the end zone with like three minutes left. It was pretty cool. I thought they were going to win it, and then they come back and win it, but they didn't recover the onside kick. So nonetheless, no more rowing of the boat for Western. But I am still going to pick them to beat Michigan State. I think it's going to be a very tight matchup, though, despite the disparity between these two teams. But, yeah, give me the Broncos. We got Broncos across the board. The next one, maybe a little bit of similar results, but not involving the Broncos. We got MSU taking on Michigan Tech, who you got, Jacob? Michigan State. I don't see Tech getting past DeRitter or Charleston, whoever they play. So I got Spartans. I don't know if this counts as the first time that I have actually picked Michigan State in the pickums because it's only one game. Doesn't fully count, I guess. Okay, cool. So that makes me feel better about it myself for still not picking Michigan sweep. State to sweep in in essence. But yeah, I've got Michigan State. I still think that the goaltender battle of heavily favors the Mich- heavily favors the Spartans, and I think that if because I, I think Michigan State was without Davidson against Notre Dame in that second game, I think with him back. 
uh, they've got a really good chance to put up a decent amount of numbers against a team that likes to play teams tight. This game, it's going to be a 2-1 to MSU win. Lewandowski and Middendorf going to score a goal each. It's it's just going to happen. Just set it in stone. Put them books already. And we have MSU sweeping the board. So two sweeps of the board so far is not much disparity at all. But we now have some new opponents. Well, at least one new opponent. Number three, Michigan. And at their home ice is taking on Michigan Tech. Gentlemen, who do you guys have? Got the Wolverines. Uh... They're just the better team, plain and simple. That's it. Yeah, I got Michigan. Enough said. And for the sake of being different, I have Michigan Tech, because why the heck not? Here, there goes nothing. There goes my You got to gamble when you can. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to switch it up a bit, so why not? And the last matchup, this one's actually very, very interesting. Number three, Michigan, welcoming in the number four, Western Michigan Broncos. Who you got? You know, I'm really kind of I, I'm still torn on this. I'm, this is a 50-50. This mind. is really a coin flip right now, I'm thinking. I'm just um, waiting. I'm just waiting. You got, ooh, waiting. you got something to draw. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to go with maybe. Michigan. I'm going to go with Michigan. Uh, <laughs> just for it, but it's it, it really is a coin flip. Both teams are, Michigan is incredibly talented. Michigan, or Western's on a roll right now, though. So at the same time, so it really could go either way, but it's really just kind of a coin flip. I chose Michigan. And for that reason, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. I've got Western Michigan because Michigan is going to be missing a few key pieces of their offense to the world juniors. So thank you, international break, because you may be getting me an extra point against Jacob. I think that, you know, Western Michigan comes in with a chip on their shoulder, having, you know, proving all of the haters wrong. And uh, Michigan, you know, a little bit of a somewhat depleted roster with some of their top guys, including Beneers, like gone at junior's duty. So I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, I was heavily leaning towards picking the Broncos because of what Cam said. And I still am, but I'm going with the home ice advantage, even though it hasn't worked out too well for Michigan this year. But I mean, I'm still going. Besides a seven to two walloping. Of... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that that did happen. We don't need to bring. We don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about it. Anyways, I'm still going U of M out on a whim. I'm down in points. Why not? Hopefully, it gives me a point. Who the heck knows? But that's not it. Got we a bonus do here. have. We do have a bonus can... game from the NHL. The teams because of the two people in front of me, Jacob and Cameron. We got the Dallas Stars taking on the Blues because the the Blues slander basically keeps continuing here uh since they played the wings last week they're playing a home and home uh this week against dallas so I are they consecutive games no I think it's, it's, a day break. it's like yeah there's a day break between them i think they play tonight uh in about like an hour and then i think they play on thursday okay so it's there's no game between that they're playing though with another team no okay so that's cool. That's like, yeah, college hockey right there. You get a day break. Though. I forget. I think it's an Enterprise tonight, and then they go to Dallas on Thursday. That might be right. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Cam just wide-eyed looking at him. He has no idea. <laughs> I don't think no, that... no, it's in Dallas because they were training today. Oh, yeah, all the way around. Yeah. yeah, it's Dallas tonight. And then Sorry, I had to watch the, the, the Ben Bishop press conference in order to like realize that it's a home game tonight for them. So, yeah, they're on the ro- Blues are on the road tonight and then come back to St. Louis on Thursday. Nevertheless, um... My pick for them, I've got a split. Uh, my, I Blues are going to get one of the games, and then they'll lose the next one in overtime. I don't, I don't know which one. Could go either way. 
But the Blues are just battered with injuries right now. I think if I saw the number correctly, they've got 10 guys either injured or on the COVID list right now. Um, and the, the the younger guys have been performing. I think they've got like a 5-1-3 and three record in that time. So it, it's been great. I mean, obviously guys like Nathan Walker, uh, the call-up that scored the hat-trick against Detroit, uh, have been contributing and all that. But I I think it's... There'll be close games, but I think Blue's going to lose, drop one overtime. You know, I you talk about the injury and the COVID bug. The non-COVID bug is what's going after the Stars right now with everybody just being out. Rope Hintz is on IR. Radulov is out. And, like, I think Riley Damiani is making his um, NHL debut tonight. So, like, the Stars are going deep into the taxi squad. So, it's... uh. It's, yeah, it's kind of yikes season right now, but I still have them taking a split just because I believe, you know, Jamie Ben. I believe in the, the Jamie Ben train is just going to, you know, wreck them. Um, you no, know, you can, you can, oh, yeah, chill out there. No, buddy. I could, I could boo him. You, you know what? This is what I, I don't think understand. This is this my is last basically... ta- tangent is the fact that you know how many, like, former Stars players you guys have gotten? Madano, I. I think Ott played for them at some point. I mean, I just don't like I Trevor Daly. Person. I know Ott played for the Blues and is currently an assistant. Yeah, kind of peeved about that. But, like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's, like, where the Dallas Stars, like, former Stars players go to die. It's, like, okay. That's the only, like, slander I will take. Like, I understand the whole Jamie Benn, Dylan Larkin thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that. It's hockey. It is hockey. It is hockey. But yeah, I got a split. I don't think the Stars can um, fully take two games against the division rival without some of their top scorers and some of their young guys. Two battered up teams tonight. The game's in Dallas. Dallas is going to win that. Two days from now, the game's in St. Louis. And you said this last week. You're like, oh, the, the Blues at the Enterprise Center, man. They're, you can't stop them. And hey, Detroit couldn't stop them. So I'm riding that wave and St. Louis is going to get the split that third night. So. I think yeah. they won, I think I'm right about it. They won like six, seven in a row at Enterprise before uh, they lost on an on a penalty shot in OT to Trevor Zegers of all people. No, it was Troy Terry. Never mind. Troy Terry. I was gonna say Trevor Zegers of all people. Yeah, no. that's the man to score on you Sorry. right there. Troy Terry. Okay. My bad. The Ducks though. Um, quack, quack. But yeah, quack. of all people, I just thought that one. It was it was a wild game. Yeah. Also to note, the Stars are terrible on the road right now. So. Oh, there you go. Important to note. Further improves the split possibility. But uh, that is it for the pickums this week. We'll see what it looks like when we come back from break. It's gonna be a gonna be a long break. Hopefully gonna feel like a long break. Probably not. You're gonna blink and it's gonna be over. So good luck with that, gentlemen. But that is it for us for behind the mask. Unfortunately, we will not have any coverage of the GLI. We will all be gone, right? That is aside from my preview, yeah, we'll all be back home, so we won't really be able to go to the games to watch. So check out that preview whenever it does come out. And hey, this will be our last episode till the next year. So we're gonna be taking a little bit of break. We'll see you guys in a more than a couple weeks. Yeah, it's it's gonna feel a little bittersweet. The semester's ending. But hey, we'll be right back pumping out content for you guys like we never even left in a couple weeks. But that's gonna wrap it up. I'm Rod Vosovich, joined alongside Jacob Simpson and Cameron McLaren. Hopefully you guys are having a great day and have a great rest of your day. Peace out.